Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. job. Caelan had decided that as soon as he read the poster in what constituted the town square in this little village. Escort someone on the route back to Hirondale. It was a few days journey, maybe, and they'd have to cross the Hartis Ridge, but it wasn't like he hadn't done that before. They could even take the train under the mountains if they needed to. It was only going to take him a day or so out of his way. It looked like the job had been there a while, which was understandable. Peatsland wasn't the type of town you stayed in for long, just made a stop on the way through. The curious side of him made him wonder just what anyone was doing here in the first place. Oh well, at least it meant he wasn't going to have much competition for the job. He threw his jacket over his shoulder, wiping a little sweat off his forehead as he made his way to the inn mentioned in the poster. Spring was really starting to bleed into summer, and whereas Peatsland was still relatively far south, it was really heating up. All he wanted to do was find some shade to sit in, but this opportunity was far too good to pass up. Being paid for making the journey he would need to make anyway, he would be an idiot not to. The inn was a small place, somewhere that was obviously only frequented by locals and travellers, The thatched roof hung low in front of the building, desperately in need of a refresh or at least some maintenance, but he had drank in worse establishments. It looked more like a house than an actual pub, blending in with the buildings either side of it and the only differentiation the large sign which hung outside. The Nifty Fire Inn. There must have been a story behind it, it really didn't look like the kind of place that should have that name. Inside was just as warm and cosy as he expected it to be. An actual non-magical fire burnt in the fireplace, and none of the furniture looked like it had been made or bought with any specific style in mind. What looked like locals crowded around a couple of the tables, occasionally turning around to joke between them as if there weren't separate groups at all. There was even what appeared to be a pub cat, a small calico curled up on a bed on the bar top, and bearing no mind to anyone coming in and out around them. The bartender was nice enough, at least, and Caelan chatted to him for a moment after informing him he was here about the job. The menu didn't have much to offer either, and it took a moment for him to decide on a simple bowl of soup and a glass of water. He tried not to be too disappointed when he was informed that there weren't any rooms left in the inn for the night. It meant he'd be stuck sleeping outside for another evening. Not that he didn't have the camping equipment, but it would have been nice to have a warm bed for one more night before he was forced to use it. Unless... Unless he could convince whoever was hiring him to let him stay the night. After all, they'd have to get to know each other fairly well. 
He took his glass of water to an empty table, watching as the bartender disappeared back into a kitchen. He wondered whether it was just him working there, without any assistance. In all honesty, it didn't look like this place did enough business to warrant hiring another member of staff. Most of the inns like this he had been in were operated by families anyway. Maybe his spouse was in the back doing some cooking, or maybe he did it all himself. In the end, he was left with his own thoughts for too long. This would be some quick cash, sure, but it didn't mean the wait to meet his new employer was any less soul-destroyingly dull. He plucked at his dulcimer a little, more practicing than actually performing, but he still got a smile from a half-orc woman and even a few copper pieces. A small tip, sure, but more than he was expecting from an inn like this. Usually he'd be asked to stop, or worse, kicked out entirely, and that really wouldn't be a good start to the job. But even if he wasn't tipped by everyone here, he still saw a few of them tapping their feet along to the rhythm as he was playing, and he would be lying if he said it didn't stroke some part of his ego. The soup came before the client did, and Caelan was left wondering if he was ever going to actually show. He carefully rested his dulcimer on a nearby table before tucking into his meal. The soup was thick, almost homely if it had been seasoned properly. It wasn't the best he'd ever eaten, but it wasn't the worst either. It was soups like this which made him miss home and his father's cooking. It was more than a little obvious who the man asking for the bodyguard was, even before he approached him at the specified table. Kalen couldn't help but look up from his soup as everyone's heads turned, looking towards the stairs when the doors opened. Whispers abounded through the occupants of the inn, not that the subject of them seemed to notice. Or maybe he didn't care. Either option was perfectly plausible. He was, quite possibly, the tallest elf that Kalen had ever seen before. Add to that the carefully tailored business suit he was wearing and he most definitely looked out of place in this tiny mining town. After making his way down the stairs, he locked eyes with Kalen, a small nod before he walked over to the bar and ordered a drink in some language that Kalen didn't understand. After he retrieved a jug of water, he headed towards the table and Kalen's mind whirred as he tried to figure out just what was out of place about him. His height was something, sure, but it wasn't that. And his hair was the same traditional elvish, a simple braid that fell to his lower back. He did try not to stare too much, but he was oddly fascinated with trying to figure out what type of elf he even was. Sure, the red hair and eyes pointed towards a sun elf, but he was too tall and far too pale, an almost bluish hint to his skin it was so white. His freckles were paler than the sun elf's too, almost invisible against the skin. A moon elf would be plausible, but he had never seen a moon elf with red eyes or hair quite that light. It was possible he could be a mixture of the two, but surely that would have blended the colorations of each species rather than mixing and matching them. What exactly about me is captivating you? The other man's voice was deep, the musical words of Elvish rolling off his tongue like it belonged. Common Elvish, unfortunately, so no hints there. At least he was smirking, apparently either used to being stared at or just plain enjoying it. You're very pretty. 
Kalen replied, smirking right back as he tried to hide his true intentions. It wasn't always the best practice to tell your potential employer you were wondering what the hell they were. Of course, it was usually also a risky bet to immediately flirt with them, but if this fell through, then it didn't really matter, and if he did succeed in this, then he might be able to actually get a good night's sleep in a comfy bed tonight. The blush that rose across the man's cheeks was definitely not expected. He hadn't lied at all, the man was pretty, but obviously he wasn't used to hearing it. He even saw the small twitch of his ears that he had learnt in his travels indicated embarrassment before they almost instantly returned to the neutral pattern that they had been in before. Kaelin couldn't help but smirk a little more. This looked like it could be fun. My apologies. Kaelin Harlow. He stood to shake the other man's hand, hoping that it would at least lessen his awkwardness for a moment and they could move on. Instead, the elf paused, looking between Kaelin's hand and the jug of water and glass he was holding, before quickly taking his hand to shake. It finally dawned on Kaelin just what was odd about him. He didn't move with the usual grace elves did. Lin Chesse, it's a pleasure to meet you, he responded, and at least his voice seemed to be smooth and put together, even as his movements didn't. He had a firm handshake, too, and Kaelin's father always told him that was an indication of a good man. Please, sit. I believe there's a job we need to discuss. Kaelin took the invitation to sit, moving his empty bowl to an unoccupied table before turning back around. Lynn had lost no time in topping up his glass with what looked like water, but Kaelin knew better than to trust his eyes and silently decided not to drink anymore. Sure, Lynn took a drink from his own glass easily, but that didn't necessarily mean anything. You need an escort back to Hirondale. Should be easy, Kaelin smiled, stretching over to place his dulcimer back on his lap and starting to pluck strings in a lazy rhythm. For his credit, Lynn didn't seem to mind, eyes simply taking in the instrument for a moment before moving on to inspect the rest of him. Mmm, easy money, right? Lynn responded, finally sitting back and taking another sip from his glass. Fifty gold now, fifty when we arrive back in Hirondale. I'll provide you with food and drink on the way there, too, and accommodation when we can find it. Kaelin struggled to maintain a straight face. 100 gold for just a few days' work was... a lot. Not to mention all of his expenses paid for him. He could kind of see why the payment wasn't on the flyer. You would attract all kinds of attention offering money like that. So there must have been a catch. Alright. Kaelin held his hand out, asking for the money. He half expected a backtrack, a reason why he'd have to go here to get the payment or some other excuse to catch him off guard and rob him blind. Fifty now, fifty then seems plenty enough for me. If he found it difficult not to look surprised before, it was even harder now. The elf simply reached into an inside pocket in his jacket and pulled out a small velvet coin purse. He opened it up easily, reaching in to pull out five platinum coins, one by one, and pass them over to Kalen without a care in the world. Kalen couldn't help but cast a glance around the inn. No one new had entered, and everyone looked like they should be here, but 
That amount of money being so casually passed over the table should have attracted some attention. He could definitely see why everyone was so intrigued when Lin walked in. If he had been pulling stunts like this off for a while, then it was sure to get word around, for better or for worse. I understand that platinum isn't really practical for everyone, but they're easier to carry around, Lin continued, putting his purse away like it was nothing and seeming not to be bothered by the flagrant show of wealth he'd just shown. If you prefer gold, I can easily swap it out as soon as I get home. Kaelin snatched the coins off the table, more to hopefully avoid any watching eyes than out of greed, and emptied them into his own coin purse. Maybe there was much more to this elf than he'd originally expected. He didn't seem dangerous, at least, just naive. As if he'd never really spent time out in the real world before. Although, to be honest, Kaelin wasn't that surprised. Rich kids like this rarely seem to actually connect with the real world, no matter how hard they tried. This will be fine, he replied quickly, putting his purse back into his bag before returning to plucking nervously at the strings of his dulcimer. They would be difficult to spend, sure, but not impossible, and it was a better payment than nothing. Maybe he'd be able to put a deposit down on a nice house. The idea almost made him laugh. He wasn't exactly the type to settle down. Have you eaten? Is there anything I can get you? Lin asked, sitting back in his chair and folding his hands in his lap like he didn't just pass over more money than this inn probably made in a year. At least he didn't seem to be lording the money over Caelan. That was always the worst to deal with. He just seemed genuinely unaware as to what he'd just done. Kalen shook his head quickly, trying to copy his relaxed pose as much as he could. This was definitely more than he'd expected it to be, but, well, he had done far more dangerous jobs in the past, and half of them didn't pay nearly this much. So, do you have a time frame on getting home? He asked casually, watching Lin for any sign of emotion. He had to admit that the elf did seem good at keeping a poker face. Even his ears, usually twitching and swivelling about, were surprisingly still for an elf. Not really, Kalen replied, taking sips from his drink slowly. I want to set off as soon as possible, though. This town is nice and all, but the scenery is starting to bore me a little. Plus, I have work to get back to as soon as I'm back in the city. A part of Kalen wanted to ask what type of work exactly, but... They had plenty of time over the next couple of days for him to ask as much as he wanted from the man in front of him. Maybe build up a little trust first, make him less likely to lie through his teeth. After all, Kaelin usually spouted lies whenever he was asked the same question. He looked out of the window across the inn, taking note of the time and humming a little. Well, then I suggest we set off tomorrow. I can see in the dark, but I would rather make moves during the day. He wondered aloud more to himself than Lin. More bandits tend to attack during the night, waiting for races who can't quite see as well. Maybe we get lucky and they don't attack us, but, well, I'd always rather play it safe than sorry. You could stay with me, Lin blurted out, and as soon as Kaelin looked up at him, he could see that blush returning as if he hadn't meant to say it out loud. It was a strange contrast how he seemed so put together the rest of the time. I mean... 
We're going to be staying together for the next week or so, and there aren't any more rooms left, and I wouldn't want you to sleep outside on the last night you'd get to use a bed, and... Caelan could see him start to babble, getting more and more flustered, and he couldn't help but smirk a little sadistically. The elf's words were cut off abruptly when Caelan stretched his leg out and ran his foot up the inside of the other man's leg. It was a gamble, sure, but a calculated one. There was no way he'd get this muddled if there wasn't even a tiny bit of attraction there. Lynn's ears shot back in surprise for a second before they twitched in what Caelan took to be curiosity. Do you usually ask your employees up to your room when you first hire them? Caelan added with a smirk, enjoying the way Lynn's blush spread further across his cheeks and threatened to make its way up his ears. I... no, I... Lynn stuttered a few times, making Caelan doubt what he was doing for just a second before the elf stood, finished his glass, and threw a key across the table. Room four, whenever you're ready. He didn't even look him in the eyes before turning around and almost stumbling away. Caelan had been right. This was going to be interesting. Mm -hmm.